Steve here. Welcome to Real Health. Who'd have thought? Who'd have thunk? Who'd have realised? Who'd have researched, credentialed towards, uh, uh, qualified for, uh, self-propelled their health studies like me? Who'd have stumbled upon like me? Who'd have based their health regimen on some kooky thing? Some would say me, but into my fourth year of what I advocate for here, my clumsy branding, the Keto 44 health regimen, plan, diet, I don't know, but um, let's see, today you clicked on the episode title, um, something about our deficits in um, diet and health research. Okay, so let's go, let's go. Um, I've pinpointed research deficits throughout this podcast series from time to time. There's no absolute dedicated uh, episode to it. I might rehash some of my thoughts uh, as per uh, other episodes, but um, put together in one place. Also, some new insights from always listening to health uh, podcasts out there, uh, YouTube and Facebook, things that hit me in the head on those social media um, portals, platforms, and the like. Um, of course, of course this crap of production is not going to uh, get much traction, but um, the words, the passion, maybe even the faith, a bit of writing on the coattails of other people's uh, research. Yes, this is the place um, that I add. It's uh, one guy's journey. Uh, many have uh, derivatives of what, what I do. I can't see. I can't see anyone that's doing better than me. I can't see it. I'm 50 years old. Lean. Getting muscular now because, um, hey, let's face it. Let's face it, our, our health and diet and fitness type pursuits are usually right up there with the vanity uh, projects, vanity, uh, drive, motivation, incentives. And that certainly pricked my ears, even though I had half a dozen different um, chronic diseases before I started uh, longevity and my Keto 44, as I put it. The really, the, really the thing that pricked, pricked, <laughs> pricked my ears, my motivation, my desires, my my incentives was the, the weight loss. And of course, people think that weight loss is magical. When you lose weight, you're all of a sudden healthier. It doesn't last too long. And even the slim person still dies at the average age of 75 to 80. We always like to suggest that uh, our life expectancy is increasing. Yes, 
it could increase, but um, if it's driven by even lower infant mortality rates, then yes, we are living longer, but um, let's use another metric. Uh, how about centenarians, how many centenarians per 10,000 people? Um, I think in the West, it's something like a one out of 10,000 and uh, blue zones, some blue zones are getting centenarians one out of 400. Um, so that's, I think that's the going rate. It seems a bit uh, too low to me, but anyway, um, don't take uh, that as gospel. Don't take uh, any of um, my stuff as absolute gospel, but uh, tell you what, if you want to go on a whim, go on faith, and uh, to see an, uh, an influencer, their journey, um, the doctor in front of your face, uh, the way they're looking. There's a few doctors out there. There's uh, carnivore doctors that are got physiques and that sort of thing as well. But um, I could tell you they're, they're forcing uh, their health and appearance. I mentioned in um, the last episode where if you have to force something, much like the idea of propaganda is um, about uh, forcing an idea, consequences, um, threats, that's propaganda. And when um, diet and health is forced by ultra restriction, ultra um, more activity and muscle building and all that sort of thing, uh, counting your macros, it's amazing. Um, if more people focus on their micros, uh, maybe their macros would um, also uh, further benefit them. But um, the diet and health research complex is a quagmire. It has a long way to go. Each and every millennia has had thousands of bogus health and wellness and longevity claims. This century is no different. Rather than thousands of bogus and misleading and un unintended, unintended and misleading um, health ideas, um, having uh, 8 billion people on the planet and um, many more people interested in diet and health research. Of course, the, the notions, the ideas, the hypotheses and the theories will grow exponentially. And together with that exponential growth, there will be an exponential growth of crappy theories, crappy health theories, diet and health. And the reason why I picked on diet and health research um, needs to be discussed is that the premise uh, that we start from uh, are way off. The ideas that we start with are um, personally driven, our own 
particular proclivities to a particular health and diet regimen, a PhD, any undergrad, postgrad PhD, um, that chooses a particular study for their thesis and the like, it's very, it is very personal based, vanity based, ideology, health ideology based, and with that has an umbrella uh, deficit in your um, first principles, the parameters you choose, the methods you choose, yes, yes, double bind, all that sort of thing, but particularly health, health and diet research. It is full of BS subjects in those studies are full of BS. Even subjects that are in a lab are not going to act the way they do in their personal daily lives. I would be guilty of that. I have been guilty of that. I've done un uh, undergraduate research, which I fudged because I wanted a, well, not a fail. I, I was okay for a pass. I was that sort of student. Depending on the the staff in front of me, the researcher in front of me, the survey taker, the doctor or nurse, whichever type of study you're involved in, I'll, I'll be running a certain script depending on what it is. Feeding into my particular ego, um, my particular ego strategy for that interaction. I would be up there in the um, BSs. I'd be in the top 10% for sure. But, but, even in, even uh, the very honest ones out there, there will be still a little bit of BS for them as well. Don't you worry about that. Oh, don't you worry, especially when it comes to health and diet. Especially when it comes to health and diet. Do you think a uh, well-mannered conservative lady will disclose the cookies and ice cream consumption in the last day or week and in the lab, do you think that's they're going to say that this intermittent fasting experience was shit? Depending on personality types, the agreeable types will say, oh, that's fine, that's great, I feel great. The disagreeables will say this is shite if they're if they believe in 
vegan and eating um, three main meals and three other meals during the day. If we don't, if we don't agree on a particular study, like whether it's a, with that example of in, intermittent fasting, people have pre preconceptions. Some people have freer, more open minds in their involvement, involvement in um, research. But uh, many have preconceived uh, ideas and they're just going to poo-poo or support if they're supportive with intermittent fasting, say. A quick note on intermittent fasting. Um, apparently, some of the intermittent fasting um, approach research out there was based on, hey, you can only use this lab for eight hours, so piss off. And... Um, couple of the researchers were in relationships and you need to come come home at five o'clock so certain um certain diet studies were based on eight hours and bingo bongo we get the eight and 16 intermittent fasting split then you get the the four twenties and the ten fourteens and all that sort of thing. Then you get the three day fast people and the seven day fast people. Oh dear, oh dear, oh dear. Ideological and vanity based. Maybe even a a particular personal experiment. See how I go. I hear a lot about three-day fast. I'm going to fast for three days. The one meal a day people, the two day, the two meal a day people, the, um, the six-hour eating window people. Sometimes, uh, inadvertently, I don't seek this out, but um, I often uh, eat two meals in six hours, and bingo bongo, I, I'm intermittent fasting, but. No, 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 no. Uh, the whole intermittent fasting idea is based on, because you have a, um, a narrow feeding window, <laughs> reckons us as rodents in a lab, um, that we're going to consume less calories. That's all it comes down to. Maybe this intermittent fasting person will consume less calories equals bingo bongo. Reduce weight. Well, but the intermittent fasting, uh, intermittent fasting has other um, health benefits, you know, gastric um, benefits and all that sort of thing. No, no, no. People are just focused on their weight loss equals overall thoughts on health as well. I'm conscious about, um, I'm, uh, <laughs> this is late at night for me. I'm conscious that my... Um, my earpiece will hit the pillow, so if you hear something, that's when I've been turning my head. So, where do we go? The high-profile PhDs of this world, like the Peter, Peter Atiers, the Andrew Hubermans, some of the um, autodidacts out there, like uh, the Weinsteins and the Chris Williams and... Uh, 
a few people that do some good inquiry into uh, health and fitness, um, carnival people and uh, diary of a CEO um, guy. Um, I mentioned Chris Williams, um, Williamson. There's uh, there's the Aussie dude. The Proof, uh, his podcast, uh, he does good work there. He's a vegan or mostly plant-based. Let's see how he goes in 30 years. There's Irina, the carnivore diet uh, chick, Australian also, into the um, you know, 60 or 70th episode now. Three years of carnival for her. But still, uh, with that example of Rena on the carnival diet uh, podcast, um, still very uh, stabbing in the dark. I tried this, I tried that. I tried a bit of honey and blueberries and or other people or you know, it may even be guests that uh, try different things. No, no, carnival, just carnival, just, just muscle meat. And my idea of muscle beats, uh, if you go carnivore, you better be eating all parts of the animal. The bone and the bone broth, the kidney, the liver, maybe even the pancreas and all that sort of thing. Not just the muscle meats to get all the micronutrients. If you're not supplementing, we do need to supplement these days anyway because our food supply chain is stuffed. Those people that, uh, there's the whole beef, bacon, um, butter and egg diet. Yes, people will get some benefit out of all that. But uh, after a certain amount of time when gastrically you've um, healed, You've probably lost a bit of uh, weight because it's energy dense and you're not consuming as much food. Um, Carbohydrate-wise or sugars. There's other little ailments which may creep up three years, five years, whatever the case may be down the track, even more weight gain because you're still not satiated, nourished enough with the micronutrients. Because if you don't understand the whole idea of the 90 declared essential micronutrients, if you're not getting that supplementation, you'll be falling off the wagon. You'll be feeling helpless and hopeless. All the research done on this and that weight loss pill, this and that diet to uh, lose weight and therefore losing weight equals health. There's a lot of slim people out there with teeth falling out, autoimmune disease, other chronic disease, osteo issues, marathon runners dying on the on the road, young athletes dying in high school. No, it's not the jab. It is micronutrient deficiencies. No, it's not suicide. No, it's not heart complaint or rather heart genetic issue. It is micronutrient deficiencies. It will never be genetic. 
I often it's littered littered also with uh, perhaps an episode or two on the whole idea of genes is not the determinant of our health and longevity. It's the micronutrients issue in the genetic complex, which means the diet of your family and your gluten sensitivities and the like. Peter Tia focuses on blood pressure. Um, Andrew Huberman suggests omnivore diet is great. He self-discloses his soft drink and donut eating. He's around age 48 now, I think. He's aging disgracefully. Let's compare him at age 60 and me at 62. I'm 50 now. Yeah, yeah. Let's compare notes in 30 years. I often say that on this podcast series. We have uh, a carnival doctor, is it, uh, Dr. Sean Baker, a fitness guru as well. He has guests on his show. I've been listening to binging on some of uh, his shows recently with a few guests here and there. The guests he has, great stories on carnival. It's still like they're still stabbing in the dark. So I've mentioned these um, first principles, these um, research ideas and subject matters like the carnival and the vegans and the intermittent fasting, uh, tracking blood pressure. Then, then we have the research of 90-year research on multiple gen- generations, the Harvard study compared with some other institution. Then you have the quarter million nurses study based on nurses reports on on their diet. How much BS will there be in that? Um, It's not um, hitting me at the moment, but um, breast cancer occurrence uh, happened in uh, was it less breast cancer occurrence in exercises? Uh, I, I'm not quite sure. Um, there's many features that they're coming up with in that um, massive study of uh, all the well, all the participating nurses in the US. I think it's something like a quarter million subjects. It's uh, a lot of data to sort through there, and that's the, that's the quagmire. Most of that data is based on the standard American diet. So that also is a quagmire to sort through. If there was a, um, a cohort of, say, carnivores, you get the carnivores that only eat the muscle meats, then you get the carnivores that uh, add a bit of bone broth, really boosting their micronutrient value, protein and uh, calcium and and the like. Um, then you get the the paleo people. Oh, honey, honey, fruit and veg. I think the paleo people don't don't do too well because, hey, they need something sweet. They gorge on 
honey and fruit and bingo bongo they're putting on weight there's uh, less there's less less out there on paleo now because people have got the cravings they've benefited for a short time but they fall off the wagon just like in the last episode because they're not satiated with the micronutrients we need to understand micronutrients or you your health pursuits will be falling over falling off the wagon i mentioned peter atia he even disclosed that there was other areas that i wanted to touch on i i got to the point of soil science he got to the abyss and he pulled back his profile could have put some exposure in understanding soil science and the idea of how important the 60 essential micro uh, the 60 essential minerals are he walked up to the water and he pulled away I yelled <laughs> internally when I heard that. You got to the to the mirage, mate, in the desert, and you pulled away. That mirage was actually not imagined. It was real. It was real. I come across uh, a few gurus that come very close health gurus that come, come very close to what I advocate for here and I look at their appearance and then I think I'm doing better another issue yes I, I concur I agree uh, in this deficit of my thoughts that a good physique equals health yes I agree that that will not always be the case even for me who knows what's lingering under the surface but i'll uh, tell you what the way i'm feeling the way i'm performing the way i look the way i whatever it's uh this keto 44 is working i won't go through um through it today um i usually say one-off listeners i should go through it briefly because based on this crappy production value um i probably don't get many return listeners maybe i should keto 44 i'm thinking of renaming it uh renaming the keto part because in 20 years keto might be in the dust dust heap as well because they're not understanding micronutrients and the reason why i suggest keto is uh we're getting enough protein and uh, cholesterol in that particular diet not for the ketogenesis um, effects yes might get some keto effects from it considering um you know probably 90 percent of my calories is keto it was increased from 80 percent because i've added an egg taken away some cheese uh this is each day uh, taken away a bit of butter a touch less cream less salt only a touch like probably 75 grams of salt each day now yeah, you're expecting five or 10 grams. No, no, 75 grams, 70, 75 grams-ish of salt I'm having. Uh, um, some months back, I disclosed there was nearly three ounces or you know, 85, 90 grams. So just pull it back a little bit. Only 
as a taste um, recalibration, I guess. Yeah. So um, with the 44, eliminating gluten, oils, sugars, and nitrates and nitrites, I won't qualify further that idea. I do it often throughout all the um, podcasts. I won't do it today. And the second four, the 44, is adding those four categories of micronutrients, the 60 minerals, 16 vitamins, 12 amino acids, two essential fatty acids. I go through longevity, my uh, my supplement pusher. <laughs> oh, gee, I started benefiting straight away off that. And I'll never look back, and I won't look back. If I can still keep on affording that stuff, I'll be right, guaranteed. I will be the first. If I get cancer, if I lose my health state and all that sort of thing, I'll shout it from the rooftops that we are all stuff. But we're not. We're not all stuff. We're not. We're not. Um, I started on some health gurus. Uh, I did a Tim Berg review. Uh, should I do a uh, Barbara O'Neill review? She's a, a naturopathic type. Um, I'm not sure if she's a doctor. Is she a doctor? I'm not sure. But uh, she runs health retreats and that sort of thing. I'm not sure if she's still um, lecturing or not. But um, she understands a lot of the health ideas out there. But she pulls again, she pulls away from the 90 declared essential micronutrients. She understands, she understands that soils are important, but the essential micronutrients, the, those 90 essential micronutrients, no. Nope. She walks away from the, from the water, from the mirage that isn't the mirage. She's aging better than most, but she could be aging better if she had the micronutrients, well, the 90 declared essential micronutrients, those um, advocated by Dr. John Wallach. Hey, he hasn't, um, uh, he's in his mid 80s now. He hasn't got the best physique. He's only a five foot five or six chap. Got a bit of attitude and um, personality about him. He doesn't have uh, much tolerance for a long form sort of uh, discussion. He's done long form. He can be personable, but it's very uh, one one track. But his ideas are second to none. We've been cursed by crappy delivery of what I advocate, this is probably also crappy delivery, but the epistemic humility is there. I will shout it from the rooftops if this is all BS what I'm advocating. You won't hear the carnival people shouting it from the rooftops when they fall off the health wagon or when they get cancer and then die at the age of 68 or whatever it is. I will acknowledge that I stuffed up or whatever, that there you go, this pursuit didn't work. I will shout it from the rooftops.
podcast that slapped me in the head. 2015 podcast between Dr. Joel Wallach and uh, David Crow. He died in 2020, age 68, cancer. He poo-pooed Dr. Joel Wallach. I'm not gluten intolerant. Yes, you are, David. No, I'm not, Doc Wallach, that knows everything about the 90 declared essential micronutrients. He's dead, age 68, and Doc Wallach is now 85. running out of steam well I had a feeling that I'm running out of steam and when I run out of steam I look at the time and it's 32 minutes so I, usually when I start looking it's something like 27 minutes I've done better today have I slapped anyone out there in the head I would love to be slapped in the head if there's something magical out there I suggest that uh, what I advocate for here is magical I do have a, my services available the links are on the show notes, all the show notes, all, what is it now? 286 episodes? <sighs> the research of diet and health has a long way to go because we go into it pre, pre-springed in one direction and we push towards results and outcomes and recommendations based on our thoughts going into it. There are, there are a few people that I've come across with uh, some epistemic humility su- suggesting that um, 30 or 40 years of my work, it was all shit. Oh, Gardner, was it Doc Gardner of Stanford? Is he from Stanford? Oh, gee, I, I forget that um, that was some epistemic humility right there. And if I was in his uh, shoes, I, I, would, I would also say that 40 years of this uh, research and that idea was shit. I would agree. And well done to Doc Gardner on that um, humbleness that he is uh, providing for us. He's a bit of a... Um, plant-based type guy. He's not aging too gracefully though. So he's got a long, long way to go perhaps to uh, find what's best. Let's see how I look in 20 years at the age, at the age of 70 in that case. Then you can make a judgment of this Keto 44. What will, what will I name it next? It was the, <laughs> the 44th the twist of dairy and egg Keto 44. It's going to have the 44 in there, maybe the the 44 diet. Eh, I don't know. So I hope uh, that was of a little bit of value, a little bit of a slap in the face. I'm happy to be slapped in the face. If anyone would like to, um, uh, me too be on any, any show or for other people to, or for people to uh, participate on this show, I'm open. I'm not going to be, do a hit piece on people. I have uh, carried particular moods in this podcast series. Uh, the mood you get today is, uh, is pretty much 
most of the uh, show moods, but I've, I've been ranty, I've been pissed off in shows, I've been very, <laughs> um, like, motherly in shows as well. So there's some variety in there. So thanks for your interest today. And remember, don't follow, don't subscribe. <laughs> Use reverse psychology, perhaps. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, until the next time, bye-bye now. Thank you.